Morning, boys. Ricky, Ricky Stewart blew up because he knows he's out, mate. And uh, he heard that Nate has to eat that whole tub of yeah, mayonnaise. Yeah, there were chilies in it. He, fe- he feels terrible. We're with chili now. He feels gutted. <laughs> they got, they're gone, mate. They're gone. Canberra's gone. For me, Ricky's got a point, mate. The refereeing all year has just been inconsistent. And I just think that, um, you know, there's too, there's too many eyes on the game. And the bloke in the middle just isn't allowed to make a decision. And when you've got, you know, two touch judges, two referees... You know, fifty-four blokes sitting up in a bunker and and can't make a decision on a, a bloke that holds his flag up um, before and all the players stop and they go and score a try. It's 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 just on the point of ridiculousness. And I think I think what Stephen Cooney was saying last night because mate, I, I had a crack at the referees myself in the com- in the in the commentary um, in and around a couple of decisions they made. I just think it's just frustrating everyone, not just the, not just the coaches, but the people that are watching the game as well. Yeah, I, I think the product's not as good, Tony, last as it was the season before last. And I, I reckon the referees have had a part to play, but the coaches are coaching the guys to hold players down in the ruck. The players are lying around now. The players are playing for penalties. The players themselves are constantly offside. And instead of a quick tap or kicking for touch and giving us entertainment, the players themselves are kicking two points. Like, it's not only the referees that are cocking up this competition. Well, no, look, I totally agree with you. I think, I think refer- the referees... Um, and the coaches are trying to outsmart each other, and they just need to go back to basics. You know, I think they should—they ne- really need to remove the bunker and give the give the referee the autonomy to make decisions by looking at the screen like they used to. You know what I mean? It's just they—they they come up with a decision uh, to to change something, and then the coaches try and outsmart them and and add add things to it. You know, it's, a, it's like the wrestle, mate. When the wrestle first came in, you know, back in the the late 80s and the early 90s when you had the Johnny Lomaxes and the Quentin Pongers bashing blokes you know, with, with solid tackles. Now you're catching blokes and trying to win so your team can get back and get on the front foot. And, you know, so they, they bring one thing up and coaches go, well, how do we beat that decision? And then when they get these referees making all these poor decisions, we're, we're blaming the referees. So I think it's a, a bit on both sides, to be honest. Um but when you look at the competition and the split that you've got between the top eight and the bottom eight, I think a lot of that has come around to the way that they're officiating the game. You know, you, I've never seen a competition where you sit in eighth and you're only four points out of first. Um, but then if you go to the bottom eight, you still, you know, there's, there's daylight between ninth and, and, the, and, the, and the bottom seven teams. And it's, it's unusual in, in that sense. But I think you can put that down to the way that, you know, you've, you've seen a number of decisions this year go just absolutely stupid decisions. Kempi, um, you know, you bring up that point that the the Storm have only actually got four points more than the Warriors. But if you have looked back at yesterday's game, did it? Did you ever really think in that second half that the Storm were done? Oh, look, I thought they should have been done in the first half. To be brutally honest, I think they missed four clear cut opportunities for Warriors uh, on both edges, two on both edges, and um, you know, all but the, the the final pass going to ground. Uh, you know, they could have they could have gone in 12 points up. And what really killed them was the soft try by Vonivalu right on half time. You know, there's, there was 90 seconds to go. And, a, and it was a, you know, he had, Hughes hadn't kicked the ball all game. He puts up a little floppy kick out to Vonivalu. He's got three blokes around him, catches him, and none of the three blokes can hold him up. Um, so then instead of going in with two points and their tails up, they go in there and, and the whole conversation changes from the coach. You know what I mean? So, so you, you get that with Melbourne. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to um, not show up and grind out wins. They're the best team in the competition for it. And as the, the further the game went on, I thought the turning point for momentum was when Kenny Mamalu made that break. Uh, Hughes tried to strip the ball, and he's made the break, and Cam Smith's gone in, and 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 
as only Cam Smith can do, mate, got away with blue murder when he should have been at least penalised for stripping the ball. Uh, and the referees have found, for some for some mm. reason, found a knock-on off Kim, Kim Amalo, who's had all the momentum going forward off, the, off a 50-metre break, you know? that, And that was that was really the killer for the for the Warriors because they just, they grounded out from then on in Melbourne. Well, you talk about the Storm grinding things out, Tony, but they're also probably the best team at playing from in front and knowing what the, what the state of the game is, and they've got guys there to pull all of the strings. Where were the points going to come from yesterday from the Warriors? Well, you know, they, they're going to come from something off the back of Sean Johnson. I thought, mate, with Blake Green out, I thought he did a good job. You know, he's he sat uh, really wide. It reminded me of Danny Baderis and, and Andrew Johns a lot yesterday. He was throwing the pass past two players to hit Johns, and they were really skipping the, the second link player out uh, on a sweep play, which was normally Green, and hitting Roger around the back, and they're finding lots of space down the edges, and, and that's where their points were coming from, but they were just scratchy. You know, the, the final pass to go to ground, um, you know, right on the end of tackles, they'd make a, a really poor decision, and at the end of the day, they just they didn't get the they didn't get the lolly. So it, it's definitely one that got away from them. They they had every opportunity to win that, uh, and I thought the you know the disappointing thing for me was you know Jesse Bromwich I rate really highly. I, I just thought he was really average yesterday for a Kiwi. You look at you look at their Melbourne Storm side. There's all but two players that are internationals, uh, and I'm talking Australia and New Zealand. I'm not not talking minnows. Um, and yet the the Warriors forwards I thought won the won the middle of the park, and that, and that allowed them to stay in the game. And and we all know, mate, if they don't win the middle, the Warriors, and they're not they're not in games, they're getting flogged by by twenty thirty points. Would you think they'll go all right next week? Therefore, against the Titans in a in a game on the Gold Coast, where Tony in the past it has felt like home a home game for the Warriors. Well, it's interesting, you know. You, I think the win on Saturday night by the Tigers against Souths is is a worrying aspect going into the last uh, six rounds of the game. If you look at the if you look at the Tigers, for instance, they go four away in two home games, but they play four of the bottom eight sides in that in that um, that run home. As do the Warriors. The Warriors play four of the bottom eight sides, but but they have three away um, games and three at home, and they've lost the last four at home. So you know, looking at the looking at the run, um, this win against the Titans, I think they go to the Titans and they win. I think they that you know they they like the Gold Coast. It's like a home game. Uh, we've got so many Kiwis living over there. And if you look how they've played over there um, previously, they've, they've given them a bit of a, a touch-up. But it's the home games that really worry me uh, running back in, you know what I mean? So uh, one more win isn't going to keep them in the eight. I think they need two wins to, to questionably stay there, but three of the last six to definitely to, to, to get in the eight. And if you look at the Tigers on the back, I actually think they can win three of their last six, mate, which puts them puts them in and around that what the the twenty six points, which is what people are saying may get them in the eight. Um, but you know, it's I can't see it being a done deal yet. I think there's you know there's some variables in here because again we play you know the Panthers at home and the Raiders at home who are going to be you know, Ricky's got them is going to have them up. They're they're pretty dirty, and you don't want it coming down to the two last games of the season. Ooh, excitement. Anyway, <clears throat> let's get back to where we were. Round 19 against the Storm. Kempe's excitement level out of 10 about the Warriors is? Well, boys, so yeah, they had their chances with no joy, and the rest were shite. Cam Smith's their boy, but we're still in the mix, and this week they'll get a six. About a six, I think that's what. That's about right. You're about six when you're six or seven.